hi and welcome to episode 83 of attention plus with arnabre we are recording this on the 3rd of may that is if you are still keeping track of dates and times and stuff i am vikram mohan and today we will have our host talking about someone he and i suspect most most of us really admire and love satyajit ray who would have turned 100 now so uh, let's get your host here nab hi hello how are you doing before we start on on ray i just want to plug uh, a blog post that i wrote on uh, on irfan khan um it's uploaded it today it's been a long time since i wrote yeah, the blog yeah saved post. it i have not and um with, with respect to that i was just seeing some of the again negativity online is is endemic to it and like i can't say that i don't contribute to it myself um but you know the the point of comparison is seeing a thread my goodness between uh, him and rishi kapoor and saying oh, rishi rishi kapoor is obviously now very very unpopular among progressives i don't and it's apparently he's not you know apparently i didn't know that he's now a right wing guy i had no idea that he was i, I didn't know uh, either yeah so apparently he's a right wing guy he represents privilege which he does there is no, there is there's no there's no dispute about that but for me what's what's important is that i think the the larger point that people miss is first of all rishi kapoor himself uh, first okay, if you know rishi kapoor you would know that uh, rishi kapoor's wedding was the first time that uh, nusrat fateh ali khan performed in india so you know he's not he's not a right wing guy um but again in in perhaps in today's definition of right wing reference to our last podcast maybe he was who knows um anybody who disagrees with us is a, is obviously a right wing guy because left wing is a good thing but right wing evidently is not uh, but without getting without regurgitating the uh, last week's episode i think the the larger point over here is that yes they are very dissimilar um in terms of not only their craft but also in terms of their background and how they came into the hindi movie industry rishi kapoor represents the first family of indian filmdom um movies are basically they get it as birthright it's it's really the, their family is the congress party of bollywood uh but unlike uh, but unlike the congress party they actually do produce people of at least nowadays they still produce people of who who, who are you know good i mean i would say ranveer kapoor is a good actor he's not a great actor but he's a good actor uh, rishi kapoor himself in his interviews he was very very is very you know deprecate used to deprecate whatever he didn't even do great movies he just wasn't given great movies when he was in his prime and he's he's in an interview on record saying you know like all movies are like seven stories you know we just make the same story again and again um the thing is that the the the, the real reason why you know the hindi movie industry is is that like any other domain in the world there is always an advantage for people who are privileged is always in a, a lawyer's a lawyer's progeny uh, finds it much easier to get ahead in the legal profession because of the contacts that his parents has it works everywhere when i when i and, and and again it's 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 your choice as a human being to reject that privilege if if you want to for instance when i again i, I it's still privilege because i where I, what where i am is is largely a function of the of the fact that education was everything in our house and and in many places that isn't the case so i have taken that privilege but when i was uh, my first time that i you know after my high secondary exams my joint entrance exams which allowed me to get into engineering i, I didn't do well in that exam so 
uh, I, di- I didn't get computer science or electronics in Jadavpur University. I got metallurgy. And I was uh, conflicted at that point of time whether I should uh, take metallurgy or go to Presidency College and study economics. And uh, I'd come first in that uh, in, the, in, the, in, in the written exam to, uh, to, to, to uh, get into economics in Presidency College. And uh, my father, he didn't want to say anything. Um, my father's best friend, who was also in, in economics and uh, was also a professor at Indian University of Madden, Calcutta, actually came to our house to, to convince me to. And he said, you know, Buku, which is my nickname, he said, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to worry if, if you take economics. I mean, I know people in the U.S. Your dad knows people in the U.S. You just, just do three years here and you'll do a master's and PhD in some of the best places in the U.S. And that was precisely the reason why I didn't go into economics, because I didn't want to be indebted and I didn't want my dad to have control. I mean, I love my father, but... At that point of time, when I was 18, I really wanted to shine, if possible, in some in some place where my father wouldn't understand anything. So, so that's why it's one of the reasons why I chose computer computer science. And I it's this, uh, and I didn't take presidency. I let my seat go. I studied metallurgy, and then next year, because I was afraid that if I started economics, there was no way that I would be able to make the shift. So I took the risk. I studied metallurgy for one year and then retook my joint entrance exams and uh, got into computer science. I lost a year because of that. But the point that I'm trying to say is that not everybody has to do that. Again, it's there's no nobility on my part. It's just that I just didn't want that level of influence in my life at 18 and 19, when, at a time when you're the most rebellious. I mean, I was hardly a rebellious person, but uh, this was this was the limit of my of my rebellion. Um, so. Coming to the point is that Rishi Kapoor didn't take the choice. He could have become something else, but he became, I don't think he could have become anything else other than um, other than a movie star. But the point is that of all, you know, privilege is, is, is there in every profession. Um, but I would say that the movie industry is perhaps one of the better ones because ultimately you do have to get validation from from the public, I mean, Mimo Chakraborty cannot sustain himself as a movie star, even though, even because, of, even despite his pedigree, um, Puru Rajkumar couldn't, and Rishi Kapoor could. Even Rishi Kapoor's other brothers couldn't. Only Rishi Kapoor could. So there is some form of natural selection at the box office. It isn't. It this isn't like the Congress Party, where no matter how many times Rahul Gandhi fails, he will still be the king and emperor. Or if it's not him, it's Sonia Gandhi. This is the difference. This is the difference between. Uh, the Hindi movie industry and uh, something like Congress. So again, is it ideal? No. And 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 Irfan Khan is an example of the fact that if you're really, really very, very good, you will get there. Um, and he's not the only person. There, there's Akshay Kumar, there's Shah Rukh Khan. Of course, in terms of the level of acting, of course, Irfan, Irfan Khan is, is, is light years ahead of any of them. And that's why, that's why a person who basically came with nothing and as I'd written in my blog post, this this guy has done movies with Aryan Ved, and he's done movies with Tom Hanks. So see where, from where to where he went. And that doesn't happen because of anything other than talent. Just pure raw talent. There is no way that a person, he didn't live long, got noticed. Got, he started by doing small bit parts in TV series. And he used to do you know, really, really Z-grade movies with Aryan Ved. And from there with Tom, to Tom Hanks. So how can this something like this happen? It happens when 
at least in some way merit is recognized this does not happen in most other industries in most other domains this does not happen if you are working with the aryan ved in in other professions you will work with aryan ved the rest of your life this is actually a victory you know this and, and it talks to something about the heterodoxy of the hindi movie industry that on the one hand you have arishi kapoor and you have alia bhat and you have all these people who we all have now come to pylon and you have somebody like irfan khan of course the credit goes to irfan khan of course there's 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 no taking away but that doesn't mean that we should now go and shit upon what what rishi kapoor achieved in terms of and i haven't written on him of course but in terms of you know of 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 how big a character he was of how a bigger figure he was in the in in the 80s and in the 90s when when he was basically at his peak and how he actually successfully transformed himself from being a hero and of course like most other heroes he kind of overstayed his welcome at at some point of time this happens to amitabh bachchan happens to rishi kapoor it's happening now to shahrukh khan and and then he it happened to obviously amitabh bachchan it happened to rajesh khanna obviously happened to devanand but then he was able to transition with mulk and, and with the chintu ji he was able to transition to a different a different uh, kapoor and sons he was able to transition to a, a, a different genre and, and and he was very very good in it um i think that uh, his 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 villain ralph ralph lala in the in in the remake of uh, agnipat Agnipa. was 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 the only 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 bright spot it wasn't there in the original movie it was the only bright spot in that otherwise you know terrible terrible remake of a, what i believe is a great film let's now transition to ray from from that <laughs> right that's going to be a, yeah it's not going to be a smooth transition but uh, so today instead of uh, an essay uh, what you have in mind is kind of a like q and a where yes. of course and my position is somebody i i believe probably i i represent the vast majority of india probably outside of west bengal where i've heard of ray i've seen, uh, seen and read some of his works but honestly no i mean uh, i i'm i'm i haven't seen the apu trilogy for example though i think my dad made me stay awake when he passed away if you remember i think for two weeks durdarshan was showing a ray movie every night right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was one time when my dad actually made me and my brother stay up and uh, made us watch all of those movies and obviously when i don't remember what year it was but i was too young and i remember uh, fell asleep through most of it uh, he woke us up again when we were watching uh, gopi gayan and i do that which is why i still have some flashes of memories of that but later when he, uh, i think tv had uh, satyajit ray presents then i read a lot of his books not, not i wouldn't say a lot of his books but i read uh, a considerable amount of his short stories and uh, with my daughter a few books and rewatched a few of them yes i i kind of okay god what Which it was you rewatch rewatch because yeah in in, in theory i have seen it in <laughs> so, so <laughs> which movies did you rewatch Uh, which one, one i remember uh, I, on top of my mind is agantuk which i loved yes with the utpal uh, dat yes then uh, last was, movie uh, uh, i don't remember the names now but yeah i i'll let, let you know which other i remember two or three of of them at the most mm-hmm. so anyway so uh, which brings me to my first question which is first of all why is ray not as famous outside uh, in in fact why is he not famous within india outside of west bengal yes so this is this is this is the strange thing he's not famous outside west bengal 
in india but he's very famous internationally so what happened um the one of the reasons is that again when satyajitra used to make his movies one was a simple matter of distribution nowadays i mean when i was growing up i didn't get to watch any tamil movies i didn't get to watch any malayalam movies i didn't get to watch anything because they were just not distributed there was no way i could get my hands on them now with now with netflix and with streaming it's just possible i think if satyajitra was born and making movies now things would have been different so one was just it's a function of the times that he was born in the second thing is um satyajitra movies are terribly terribly subtitled um i procured a dvd of nfdc versions of arunet dinratri many years ago and my wife and i watched it and we were we just couldn't believe how terribly the bengali that we heard was being butchered in the subtitle there was a few few places i don't think it was whether it was arunet dinratri or some other movie we bought a few of them on dvds the they were saying things in english and it was being subtitled in english wrongly this was this is the level and with satyajitra much this of course anything is lost in translation that, that there is that that's inevitable about this inevitable uh, fact of uh, trying to appreciate a movie in a medium in which it was not made that's always there but at least the at least the subtitles need to be at least literal translations it can't be you know i i for my life of me i cannot understand how those and sometimes they were out of sync with what they were saying that i can understand at least but why somebody who knows bengali would get the english totally wrong or why the english would be subtitled wrongly in english i <laughs> I, i cannot i have no idea how so that's the second reason why i think that that his appeal is somewhat limited but you can say well why how do americans how do pe- other people like it so i think they they have seen different i think there 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 multiple other subtitles that's available but i think the one that we see in india is particularly bad or was bad circa i would say 2004 2005 things might have be- become better the third thing is um some part of watching ray is you have to be forced to watch ray when you're very young if these are not movies which you know you un- unless you're watching his children's movies which are adventures and which are fun it's 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 difficult for and and what often happens with people is exactly the experience which you which and it it's happened to me you know we watch satyajitra movies because they are good for you they're like broccoli and first of all nobody likes to watch a movie like that and it's and because of the quality of the print it's black and white it's just there there is it is not something which we were used to even in those days and i grew up in the 80s and the 90s we were not used to it now the now the kids are even less used to that so there is this and 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 the transfers are really bad so it's not like watching let's say citizen kane which looks very modern even now because the quality is great it's not like it looks like you're watching grainy grainy footage and there is this immediate detachment from what's being shown the last thing i think is again it comes to some of some of these earlier movies are very very specific to bengal to, to the bengali cultural milieu i think most people in india will understand that i don't think that's particularly uh, specific to bengal it's just i believe that i believe the people just you know it's just how people are introduced 
today. My, I remember my advisor, who's who's an American. He watched. He said he watched uh, Satyajit Ray movies in in Cornell when he was a PhD student, and he loved it. He just he just loved it. He he loved the exact movies that that people are forced to watch and they get detached. By the way, Satyajit Ray has some. You watched Aguntu, so he has some movies which are very modern. So if he made a trilogy of Calcutta movies, which if you watch today, they are amazing. You know, in terms of they're entertaining, fast. There's this angry young man scene. It's like Amitabh Bachchan ka Bab scene. There is this guy who goes to an interview, and it's a great. It's it's a movie called Pratidhanti, which means rival. So this is this is this is Naxalite Calcutta. This guy is played by Thridiman. um and and he goes to this uh, there's all these people who are interviewing for this post and uh, there there's no fan it's it's like you know they're treated like shit really uh, and then this guy he's he really desperately wants a job he goes in and uh, just loses it he takes the table throws the table you know starts kicking things and goes like berserk uh, and and it's so so it's kolkata trilogy movies i would say that if somebody wants to Uh, get into it. I would I would recommend that they see those movies, which are his later movies. Uh, they're still in black and white, but they're uh, they're much more understandable. They're faster. I would say faster. I, I use the word in inverted commas faster than perhaps Pothar uh, Bhattacharya or Charulata, for instance. Charulata is this, this. It's all about looks and angles. That's by the way his what he considers to be his greatest movie, and I would say so too. uh was agantuk black and white no black black agantuk was color so he was color right he, yeah so i i forgot what his first color movie was i am tempted to say ashoni shanket but ashoni shanket was definitely in color but i don't know if he made any movie before that in color i'm okay. not sure what yeah, he later movies were all in color but he 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 was he was making movies in black and white for a long time by the way by that time people here were making in color in hindi and everything it's just that he was working on shoestring budgets that's that's the reason why he used to make in black and white and he also said to some people please for a long time um and by the way when we grew up we not just watched a lot of satyajit ray movies but we read a lot about satyajit ray movies so there was always uh like he was the only he was the he was, he was the only great movie director we had to be honest Tell me something. So, uh, like we, was he also so, uh, in the box yeah. office? Was a Satyajit Ray movie again? Was it big? So that's an interesting question. So the, you know, my dad told me about Pothar Panchali. So when Pothar Panchali came out, uh, Pothar Panchali was made by Satyajit Ray by bartering his wife's uh, jewel. He had no money, um, and the movie got like it's. He he had to stop filming the movie because they were, he, he ran out of money, and he was scared that uh, he was scared of two things. he was scared that indi thakurun who was the the very old matriarch would die so that he wouldn't be able to reshoot it because one of the characters be dead and that durga who was the elder who was the elder sister of opu will grow up and so there there will be tremendous lack of continuity um so he was worried about those two things because they it was shot in two distinct phases first first, first sequence he ran out of money he got financing from the from the west bengal government from bidhan roy who was the chief minister at that point of time who actually told him you know the only reason again sai satyatre was able to get funding from bidhan chandra roy was because of his family his family was they were poor but they were one of the one of calcutta's uh, premier intellectual families i told you his uh, discussing before we started taping his his father was 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 a great uh, great great you know, he died very young 
perhaps he was even more brilliant than his son, uh, you know, writer of children's poems and children's books. And his grandfather also had written a lot of children's books. So they were, and they were also, a fit, you know, Zamindari family at one point of time. They were also in the Brahmo Samaj. So they were kind of in the elite Lutian circle, as, as we like to say, of, of Kolkata in those days. So even though they'd fallen on hard times, he still had the, the, this, he still had his last name. So he was able to get a, he was able to get an appointment with, with Dr. Bidhan Chandra. And Dr. Bidhan Chandra actually said, um, would it be okay if in, in, in lieu of the money that we're giving to finance the movie that you show that, you know, uh, Jaya and, and after the, her husband died, who's, 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 of whose mother, they go and like avail of one of the Bengal uh, poverty elevation schemes. He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. He said, okay, that's fine. So, uh, so again, these are all anecdotes that Tatidra himself said. So, now, what was the question again? Oh, commercial success. So, Pothil Pachari started off like this. And then there was, of course, this is the 1950s. There's no social media, nothing. And then my, this is a story which my father said. My father said, you know, he grew up, uh, you know, in the, in really in the backwaters of, of, of rural Bengal. And just, just word of mouth, just word of mouth. And there were long lines of bullock carts of people packed on bullock carts going to the district, uh, because that's what the only place where you could watch a movie, to go and watch Pothet Pachari. Because this was the first time in, that people had seen their lives. And, and, and that's really the uniqueness of Pothet Pachali, because it captures, it captures village life. It's strange. It, it's strange that a guy who grew up in, in the cities, who was a very urban guy, who was very quote-unquote privileged guy in, in using total social media terms nowadays, was able to depict village life like that. Um, so it became a major, major hit. Pothet Pachali was a mega success. Because again, it was a mega success because in the villages. This was this was this was unheard of in the early 50s. Throughout throughout his career, his movies were not like roaring financial successes. They were mostly um, you know they used to get awards everywhere, but it's not that it was not that it was you know that he was raking in the big bucks. He never made it big. And there was again an interview where his wife said uh, on television that. You know, he does so many things. He's a director. He does the script. He does like seven or eight things, music. But I've told him to like take salaries for each of them. He says, no, 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 I won't. I just directed. That's it. <laughs> so, um, so he, again, he wasn't in the, now another thing about him was that he was, he was in his, in his real life, he was extremely upright extremely upright and he would not like beg for this thing from this politician or that. you know that's why he got into trouble with obviously got into trouble with the congress government because of that so he had a lot of pressure but he would not bend he was very un you know un unbending kind of a person you know he was he would rather starve than ask anybody for anything so he was, he was very upright uh, so he did well. His movies, you know, these from some of his movies, and you know, in 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 later times, he would even you know got. We can talk about that later. You know, he got some people from you know Hindi film movie industry, which I think in his actors movies, I don't think it kind of worked. We got Raider Rahman once, and I think those those were done to basically. And this was later later on to get people into the theaters, but uh, I, I don't think that worked. So. Yeah, I mean, not in you know, it's not that he went bankrupt, but he also wasn't like Manmohan Desai or anything. Oh, okay. Uh, I would have uh, thought that uh, at least since it, he was so celebrated, uh, it would have been 
I don't know. At least his later movies would have been like you know, uh, uh, what do we call it them uh, now? Tentpole movies or or, or whatever. No, he's again. He, those were basically you know international film festival circuit. That's that's how I mean, they would get this award, that award. But he didn't. Again, Bengal. First of all, you have to understand that he used to make movies in Bengal at a time of thirty-five years of CPM rule. Okay, the people just didn't have money at that point of time. um so so there was again you have to talk, you know you think about the scale and the budget and and, and he just there was just no money in, in bengal i mean it was what i mean this things are much better now than they were in the 70s and 90s which was when he made in 60s when which is when he made all the movies so some of it is a function of where he made his movies if he was making movies i guess in chennai or something he would have possibly made a lot more money definitely would have made his multiple times he was approached by uh, you know to make hindi movies you know hindi commercial movies but he, not to sidetrack he hated it he, not to sidetrack things but you also mentioned that he got into trouble with the government uh, what yes. is that about so he was he was obviously he was uh, he was very much against emergency and he actually in one of his movies there is i don't know was this prathitan i don't remember which one of them i think john or no there are some um, in one of the shots there are uh, caricatures of indira gandhi which he drew <laughs> okay you remember he was also a cartoonist and a very very good artist very good artist he's particularly he's pretty much do everything so of course you know in those days these were not considered to be intolerance but this was considered to be being respectful to to the government he used to use his one of his movies was uh, on sikkim one of his documentaries was banned um so he he didn't he, actually he had a problem with authority it was not that he was a marxist or anything i mean he was one of the things was uh, during uh, there used to be there was a guy called jyotin chakraborty uh, who who was jyoti bashu's uh, man friday and he he decided he he was always against opushanshkriti which was bad culture so he would do crazy things and he was so one of the things was he decided that at one point there's there's this monument in it's called the monument it's actually the actual official name is octorloni monument it's named after a british guy so the 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 nuts at cpm said you know this all british imperialist name we will call it shahid they call it shahid mina shahid mina we call it shahid mina that was fine uh, so it was standing there and then uh, and then for some reason uh, monument we used to call it the monument that's it um and then because it was called the octorloni monument and then jyotin chakraborty decided to take it one step further and he made this was a beautiful white white building he decided to paint the head of the thing red <laughs> what and it 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 looked terrible it wow. looked totally phallic now and it looked like absolutely bizarre and satyajit ray was asked about uh, so okay so this what happened and then usha uttup there was in 1986 there was something called hope 86 which was it's a big deal if you remember this was possibly the name and idea about how slow our lives were this was just one concert which was organized in salt lake stadium which had usha uttup and he had mithun chakravarty and some other people and usha uttup usha uttup okay she sang some songs and usha uttup okay you have seen her and you've heard her songs and apparently that pissed off uh, jyotin chakravarty he said this is bad culture okay this 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 kind of music this kind of lalalappa music this disco music is not anti bengali we shouldn't allow these things and everything of course jyotin chakravarty was widely lauded for that 
except that you know some somebody went and asked satyajit ray that what do you have to say about he said look please don't ask me a question about somebody who went ahead and painted the monument red there please <laughs> i don't want to answer anything about that person this is he was <laughs> so uh he 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 was, so satyajit ray was actually a very combative person if you challenged him on his movies so if somebody wrote a bad review and again this was not social media so not everybody like me could write a review of his movies but if a bad review came out in let's say uh, anand bajaj then he would write a, a, a retort to it in anand bajaj where he would just freaking screw the guy who wrote it he was he's a brilliant author like when he writes in bengali he's like very powerful prose so he he would really go after that guy so he was very sensitive to criticism by the way okay Th- that that uh, incident you mentioned about the monument kind of reminds me of this uh, story by rk narayan where the um, people in malgudi they want to remove uh, the statue of sir lolly and they they do all kinds of stuff and then after removing the statue they find out the, that lolly was in fact a very good guy and all that <laughs> anyway uh, so of course there's this one lasting criticism or uh, it could be viewed as a criticism or also as an impression is that typically rare rare movies are basically you know selling poverty it's poverty porn yeah so this 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 thing actually started in 1980 um, i think when nargis brought this up now nargis and satyajit ray have had a checkered history you know the whole rk clan and satyajit ray had a checkered history so there was a time in which nishikapur himself said this this that they wanted satyajit ray to make jagte raho um and it didn't work out because satyajit ray did not want to make movies under rk banner um uh, because of you know creative conflicts and he he publicly you know he was he wasn't a big fan of uh, escapist manmohan desai kind of bollywood movies he just wasn't he was actually also not a fan of uh what we call atel or super intellectual european movies where you go in there is no story to people staring at each other in a, in in a in a in a dark room and suddenly the lamp turns on after 30 minutes so he he hated that kind of exper- experimental movies which of course people in calcutta were gaga about by the way people used to in calcutta the intellectuals used to regard satyajit ray as a philistine that he doesn't understand Uh, you know deep deep marxist movies he doesn't understand these movies so satyajit ray hated movies with no plot and which didn't move okay so he was not a big fan of that european so he used to he would admire perhaps some of the cinematic techniques but it was not he was a big admirer of hollywood like one of his favorite movies was the godfather so he was and he one of his one of the characteristics of his movies was the very very strong stories it's sometimes difficult to sit through the apu trilogy and see the story but the story is very very dense it's not as if nothing's happening uh but coming to your question about did ray glorify poverty so this was nargis who was then a part of congress and as he, and as i told you he had had an uneasy relationship with the congress so there was there was a lot of history coming into this this whole accusation it's not something which was made also uh, satyajit ray at that point of time which i think was a mistake of him was trying to get uh, to make his movies run better he was trying to get um, um, act- actors and actresses particularly actresses from um, from uh, the hindi film industry so he actually approached her for satranj ke khiladi this is nargis herself said this that he approached her to do satranj ke khiladi to be the second wife of sanjeev kumar or something and she said no she she said I, you know she said i wanted i, I was so happy that satyajit ray called me i always wanted to work with him in one of his movies remember this is the same person who later would say he did poverty porn i always wanted to work with him uh but then when he gave me this role i just felt no this doesn't suit somebody like me to be like this this 
side character, which is a perfectly fine decision for her to take. It's, it's actually true that you know, at her stage and and then the stature she was at, she didn't need to need to do this this kind of a role even for Satyajit. So that's perfectly fine. And again, um, but there's there's a bit of history in this in in this whole thing. It's not something which just happened all of a sudden. But let's rather than looking at the personages involved, let's look at the criticism first of all. It's not even true that Satyajit's movies are about poverty. If you look at his full volume of book um, movies, there are very few of them are about poor people. They're actually about zamindars. They're actually about like urban executives in 70s Calcutta. You saw, you see Naguntuk, right? There was nothing about poverty. That's there. very urban. I mean, completely. Right. It's so 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 most of his movies are actually not about poverty. Actually, Hindi movie industries show much more poverty and much more terrible things than Satyajitre movies. First of all, um, so that's purely on the basis of data. That's a wrong assertion. Second thing is, um, so most of Satyajit movies are about zamindars, okay, really rich zamindars. Um, so if the if the target was the Opu trilogy, which I believe it was, the thing about Opu trilogy is that if you think it is poverty porn, you didn't get the movie. That's precisely what the movie is not. What it tries to say is that the human spirit endures. What is what Satyajitri shows is absolutely true. That is the state of Bengal in the in the forties and the fifties. But what he's trying to say is here is this character Apu, who despite all the terrible things that are happening to him, he never loses hope. I mean, he does lose hope at the end, but then he finds it again. But he never loses hope. He's that's the Pothir Pachali. That means the song of the road. Is that no matter how many, no matter how the world breaks down, nothing can break the human spirit. So this is not about poverty. It's it's really the, you know, this might seem sound like hyperbole, but it's it's really the, the greatest story ever told about the human spirit. So it, it's it's if, if if you if you get out of if you get poverty porn, poverty porn is slumdog millionaire. Um, yeah. But if there's a huge difference, and again, I think Amitabh Bachchan said something like this. And I'd written a long post when Amitabh Bachchan had compared Bo- Boyle and Pathet uh, Pachali and said both of them are poverty porn. Um, so at that point of time, I'd written a blog post about this and said, if, if he thinks if he thinks that, then he didn't he didn't get he didn't get what what Pathet Pachali is, and, and I and a lot of people do get what Pathet Pachali is. So it's not that it's very obvious or abstruse and nobody gets it, or you really have to ex- go to a Reddit thread and understand what it was. No, it's not like that. It's fairly obvious. One of the things, again, about Satyajit Ray was that he wasn't, you know, he, people used to think that he was very he was very deeply into symbolism, but he wasn't. He always used to say, no, in my earlier movies, I actually overdid the symbolism part. Now, as I grow older, I realize it's, it's you know, doing symbolic things is a, is a lazy and novice thing. So one of the things was in um, in, in one of his movies, Mohanagar, the last shot as it pans out. So in Mohanagar, the story is that it's a story of uh, a husband and a wife uh, in, in Bengal in the 50s in a time when wives didn't work, where the husband loses his job. Uh, he works in a bank which goes, uh, which, which basically does becomes bears and sterns kind of, and uh, goes belly up and he loses his job. And the wife has to go out to work. 
as a sales lady and of course the husband is very jealous doesn't know i mean this is a kind of insecurity and uh, then you know she takes a principled stance at at work where one of her colleagues is being harassed and she walks out of the job and at the end there is the scene in which both of them are standing on the road and both of them are out of a job uh, they don't they don't know what their future is but their marriage is kind of uh, you know again on a steady ground and uh, she says uh, i think onil chatterjee who's playing the husband says that this is such a big city um aren't won't there be two jobs for both of us and then the camera pans away and there is a there is a traffic light where uh, one of the lights is uh, working and one of the lights is broken and then when people reviewed it and said what a brilliant last shot you know that's like some hope is gone you know, what is but there is some hope that there is some light and so they said no the light was broken <laughs> just <laughs> there's nothing nothing behind that the street light was broken <laughs> so, um so yeah he did there was there was there was no i mean no, i i i totally reject the fact that satyajit rated poverty porn there were some other bengali directors who did do poverty porn uh, yeah in fact uh, i wanted to make that point because uh, from many of well, us non bengali folks we, we we end up clubbing lot of uh, bengali directors and just thinking that it's satyajit ray I, i remember specifically one incident where uh, somebody pointed to the bimal roy uh, the you know the rickshaw scene from uh, that is do bhiga zameen right mm-hmm. and they said see look at that the way and i thankfully i remember that point that was not even ray so but i do know that you know lot of lot of us tend to club any bengali movie uh, you know exactly and 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 you have to understand that satyajit ray and rabindranath tagore both faced um the kind of what we see on social media nowadays that they were not left enough that they um i remember one of my teachers in my high school south point high school um one day went on he was a communist guy he went on a rant against satyajit ray just a, just like an unhinged rant and said that um and what he was saying was exactly the critique that was leveled against rabindranath tagore by a previous generation that rabindranath tagore was the son of a privileged family who never understood what poverty was because he was never poor um and even though if you read if you read rabindranath tagore's short stories they're just brilliant in his depiction of rural poverty and they're brilliant in every possible way actually so satyajit ray got the exact same flack so he was actually critiqued for not doing enough poverty porn that his poverty was sanitized that he never showed people like vomiting and puking and there was it was never it was all very artistic so he remembered that there was a scene in ashwini shankit which is about the great bengal famine where one person is dying and satyajit ray cuts away and shows a butterfly so he said what kind of idiot would he use the word idiot would idiot would do that you know the moment there's there's human suffering he's such a you know he's he's, he's such a weakling he can't even show it you know he's he's scared that it will offend the sensibilities of the bourgeois who watches shitty movies and the again the thing is that he doesn't get it of course most marxists don't get it but the, the thing is what satyajit ray is trying to show is that even when the world is so effed up nature doesn't care it's as beautiful as it always has been and i was thinking about this when i was walking around here you know with coronavirus it raging everywhere you know it seems nothing's changed once you walk outside in the woods it's it's just as if you know 60000 people haven't died um in this country so 
that's exactly what Satyajitre was trying to show with that. Of course, it's not that, you know, it's the easiest trick in the in the book is to show people puking and to show people, you know, dying with a vacant you know, stare in their eyes. That's what he did not do ever in his movies. Other people did it. So that poverty porn thing, guess what? He's been more attacked for doing not enough poverty. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this. I mean, uh, of course, Ray would have been 100 uh, if, if he was around now. And mm-hmm. uh, if he was still making movies, whichever format he was comfortable with or writing, uh, how do you think his work sort of evolved to taking into account what's, how life is now? He was a very modern guy in the sense, of course, he, there, was, there, was, there was this moralistic Brahmo streak in him also. Um, you know, he was, there were was, there was some things about him which, you know, he was, he was a traditionalist in many ways, but he was also a very modern humanist guy. So one of the things is Satyajitre was, uh, you know, he was he was very anchored to the human experience. I think he would have been great. I think one of the things was he was sometimes straitjacketed by the censors. I'm not talking about you know sh- showing nudity or anything. Satyajitre hated all of that stuff. So he, you know, one of the one of the biggest Bengali scandals ever. Did I did I ever mention this in this podcast? By the way, this podcast is going to go on for a long time. I have so many stories on Satyajitre. Was uh, when we were growing up, there was uh, Satyajitre had a double bill, which was uh, uh, Piku's diary and Potikchat. Okay, so um, this was a double bill, and Satyajitre is somebody which all parents trust with their lives. That you know, Satyajitre movies will never have any any sensuality whatsoever. Guess what? And so this was well, Potikchat is a story about a juggler. So and this was a picture of a juggler. So everybody took their kids along to see Potik Chand and Piku's diary, which was, people thought, who knows what that is? Piku's diary was made with, uh, with, uh, with in collaboration with the French you know, government. Or, and it had a, a Satyajitre style sex scene. So the story is that this, uh, this Piku is a small boy. He is, again, it's not one of Satyajitri's great works, I would say. But anyways, so there's this, this kid who's Aparna Sen plays the wife. You know, when her husband leaves, she has an affair with this other guy. So this guy comes and they're having sex. And the and, and Piku is like painting there. And uh, there was and like a full generation of Bengali kids like watch that with their parents, like on the other side going like, I can't believe I came here to watch this. Like, how can I explain this? And Piku is saying, Ma, Kiko's mom, and like, I'm drawing Ma, and his, like, and his mother is like having sex with this guy. And I remember seeing it with my parents also. Like, everybody in our generation, like, I remember Dipukiti saying he also had the exact same experience. That, oh my God, I don't know whether should I should I show my parents they understand this? Should I look over you? Should I close my eyes? If I close my eyes, it's no. I've automatically let on the fact that I know what this is and I shouldn't be watching it. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? It's in a freaking theater, okay? And I could see them cringing. And by the, like, how could Satyajitre do this to us? Um, so, so that was that was really the the most. That, but I presume that he was not he was not straightjacketed by that. But I think that there's some commercial considerations hampered some of his movies i think in in the age of netflix and an age of better budget technically it would have been greater you know obviously the film stock and everything would have been better but i think that with something like netflix where he's like he basically gets the money beforehand and he doesn't have to worry about like how the audience will take it i think he could have been much more uh, 
uh, much more experimental. And when it, again, when I say experimental, one of the things with Satyajit Ray movies is you'll, if you go to watch a Satyajit Ray movie, you'll never see a weird movie. You'll never come out thinking, like if you went and saw Mother, if you've seen Mother, by the way, if you come out and say, what the f- did I just watch? I mean, what kind of navel gazing was that? You know, some of the things which Rangopal Verma does or Anurag Kashyap does, you know, sometimes you wonder, you know, what, what, what is going on? If you remember the, the ghost stories thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Satyajitre would never, ever do something like that. He would never do something which was not immediately understandable. His All his movies were very linear. They were not like Tarant, you know, he's not trying to alter reality. It's like if you watch it as an old person, you will get it. Okay, it's a very simple story. And that was exactly how Rabindranath Tagore did things. And that was why people thought that Rabindranath Tagore was simplistic. But he wasn't. It's, it's much more difficult to tell a straight story like that rather than to turn it around and do bizarre things. And basically, and, 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 and the analogy to it was when people can't cook, they usually put a lot of spice in their food. The, the best cooks don't put a lot of spice so that you can feel the actual flavor. One way is just making everything spicy so it hides everything away. So that's what other people do and he would never ever do that. So I don't think that with Netflix or something, he would have made it like that. But I think he would have been less constricted in like taking somebody from, uh, from Bollywood, for instance. He would perhaps perhaps been a little bit more adventurous in some of his casting. Ah, okay. And any... Okay, let me not even get there. Uh, <laughs> I was about to ask you, uh, who, who do you think would be his picks uh, in terms of actors of the, from the current generation? No, I don't think so. See, one of the things about Satyajit Ray was that he, the only, see, he did Satranj Ke Kilari with, at that point of time, Sanjeev Kumar and Amjad Khan and all the big shots. It was a disaster in terms of none of them liked working with him. Because the reason why they didn't like working with him was that Satyajitre, unlike, you know, first of all, in those days, things like bounce scripts and all were very rare. People used to come to come to the sets and say, everybody would decide and shoot. It was like, you know, it was like that. So he was like working on bounce scripts and Satyajitre was like, I read somewhere that Sanjeev Kumar, who, who, was, who was a big star at that point of time, was felt like he was a novice because Satyajitre would direct him like move your hand from here to here now go from here to here if it if he doesn't do it then retake again so he used to over direct and the, the reason why he would do that was a satyajitri one of the things was he had a very limited very limited set of actors who he was comfortable with so he was mostly uncomfortable with actors so he felt that he needed to like spoon feed them that he was not happy with the way they did there was a very few actors like Robi Ghosh for instance um, obviously, uh, Shomita Chatterjee, who was basically in almost all of his movies. So, and sometimes he used the experiment. And in that experimentation, where he would go way out of his uh, comfort zone and take somebody like Wahidah Rahman, that would be that would be basically commercial reason. There would, I don't think there was any other reason why he would pick Wahidah Rahman for that role. Uh-huh. So again, I don't think that actors would in this day and age would particularly enjoy working with him. Perhaps nowadays with bound scripts, maybe that problem would go away. Perhaps there would be less, there would be less of a culture shock. Um, but I don't think, and I think he would, the thing with him is if you take away the commercial, you know, that I have to make money, I would think that the kind of a guy he was, he would prefer working with like fresh faces. So uh, some time ago, actually on uh, Binge On, uh, the Binge On podcast, the mm-hmm. theme was uh, children's movies, right? And uh, mm-hmm. 
my co-host Rajeshwari there, she wanted to recommend a Goopy Gain, which mm-hmm. I would say we have one of the best uh, kids focused movies in, made in India. But, by the way, by the way, which uh-huh. is written, the story is written by Satyajit Ray's grandfather. Grand, okay. I, okay, I keep getting, I thought that was written by his father, but grandfather, yeah. isn't it? Yes. And she said that the only reason she I hope did, I, I hope I'm not wrong. I'm now that you say that, but it's not definitely not written by Satyajitre. But I think it's written by his grandfather. Could be. Uh, but but the, she didn't go ahead with that pick because she said it was not available anywhere online, except probably she said as a very poor quality upload. The two probably illegal upload on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So uh, for somebody who's so celebrated, and obviously now there is also. Uh, Definitely, there's an audience for this kind of content. I know, and I know that Amazon Prime, I think at least in India, have some of his works. But why aren't the works of India's one of his most or celebrated and accomplished creators? Isn't there a commercial case to preserve and make his works available online? Um, so I saw a documentary on um, Sat- on restoring Satyajit Ray's movies. Some of the movies you wouldn't believe the original prints have been burned. So I just don't understand how these people, these people who usually must love his work in France, they reconstruct it painstakingly, things that are missed so that they can have restored things. So it's a restoring one. And in those days, these are, you know, spools. These are all analog, they're not digital. So the effort, it's not just a question of money, but the sheer human effort that it takes I don't feel that, I mean, they have done it. I mean, not people in India, as far as I know, but people outside. And it's, it's sad to see that not Indians, but people outside India who care more for Satyajit Ray than, you know, us. Um, so that's the reason, again, yeah, Satyajit Ray, his movies have suffered criminal neglect, criminal neglect from, uh, and again, I just don't, I mean, I can speculate as to why there was neglect because, uh, but it's just that they, they aren't there. So it's not as if that there are great prints lying around in somebody's basement. There just isn't. That's really the best. And I, years of work would need to be done on restoring stuff. And I think that the French and all the other people, they have more concentrated on some of his, uh, like not what it, not Gupika uh, and Bhagavan, but some of his, you know, more popular international works. Like for instance, uh, um, the music hall, Jal Shagar. Those were the ones that you know that that, that, is, that are very popular. For instance, Jal Shagar is immensely popular in France, immensely popular in France, because they could understand that 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 milieu in which Jal Shagar is set, which is the music hall of a of a failing zamindar. Many people it reminded them of French nobles, and the story was very familiar to them. So they loved it. I can understand this happening for some of our, you know, lesser known uh, producers or directors and stuff. But here, I would think that even there is a, there's money to be made. That's what I, I, I'm again. No, I, I think it's irretrievable. I think that the amount of money, but whatever money that can be, again, again, I'm not a, no way in an expert on film restoration, but I think there's no amount of money that can be paid or there's no billions of dollars that makes it worth it. It has to ultimately be a labor of love. Man, and you know, there's no money that can make it worth. What I saw in that documentary, my wife and I thought, "If how did these people do it, man? It's just, just like it's like you have a novel, one copy, it got burned. They're looking at like some torn pieces, and they're saying, okay, 
um, I'm looking at the bad print and I'm looking at this. Okay, if this would have been like this, let's extend. It's like, it's unbelievable the effort that they have put in. So I just don't think that it's, and unless you're people of that level of passion that you can actually do it. This is not a question of money. And, and again, the money that would make somebody have that passion, that's a lot. I don't think there's a business case for that. Okay, let's move a little bit to one of the other things where he's very well known for that is his writing. So before I got around to seeing Twilight Zone on satellite TV when it came to India and all that, long back, I don't remember the year, but we had Satyajit Rai presence, right? On, uh, mm-hmm. on Durdarshan, mm-hmm. which had short stories. Mm-hmm. And I remember that these stories, even in, uh, these are stories that even now in 2020, you know, I would say definitely more, uh, they are, you know, they can cross borders. It, yep. it should be viewable uh, stories. Cross borders, that, man. One of, one of his stories crossed borders and became E.T., <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yes. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit more about Ray as a writer? So these short stories are great. Now, again, I have endured a lot of flack from Bengalis in case people coming to my Facebook wall and saying, how good do you write? You write shitty novels because I've said that I'm not a huge fan of Peluda and Professor Shonk. I understand that they're children's literature, but I think my expectation of Satyajit Ray is that if he writes something, it should be J.K. Rowling. Satyajit Ray doesn't write. For me, Satyajit Ray is such a god that he doesn't, I, I can't believe or I can't accept that he would write anything which is, which is less than that level at everything. There is in movies, whether, and as you might have figured, I'm like full of Satyajit Ray trivia. I can keep on talking about him. I've virtually read at one point of time when I was growing up in college, really, whatever books there was about Satyajit Ray, I read it about you know, Mary Saturn, you know, whoever's written a book about Ray. So I know all these anecdotes. So I'm a huge Ray fan. I'm not a big fan of uh, Shonku. And, and the reason why I'm not is because I understand that they're good adventure children's literature. But I think in order for children's literature to be considered to be top class, it needs to hold the attention of adults. When you read the same thing as adults, you should Rather than thinking, oh, yeah, I liked it when I was a kid. You should see, wow, there were so many things I missed just because I was a kid. And like Roald Dahl, for example. I think. Yes, and you, and, you, and you don't need to go for, you know, far in the case of Satyajitra. His dad's, his own father, wrote these children's literature, wrote a lot of children's poems, which when I read it as a child, they were funny. And now when I read it as an adult, I realize what works of genius they are. He's actually talking about real people. He's talking about, you know, there's a head officer, Borobabu, who's like this manager who wants and doesn't do any work, who suddenly gets up one day and says, my mustache has been stolen. It's so obvious, you know, the kind of people he's talking about. Then he's talking about, there's a Katukutu Buro who basically, uh, he, he, he will do whatever it takes to get a like from you. He will tell you stories that you don't want to hear. He will try to tell jokes that you don't want to hear. But all he wants is your ap- approval and your like. So he's talking about classes of people that we see every day on social media in our real lives. But he's making caricatures of these people. But you don't see it when you're a kid because you haven't, you have, don't have the life experience to appreciate that he's actually talking about real people. You find it funny. Now when I read them, I realize what they are. See, that for me is Ray level literature. And it was in his house, just his dad, who was a genius, genius guy, died criminally young. God knows what he would have written. He was just so brilliant. So his short stories though, his short stories though, since he was short stories are brilliant. So Satyajit Ray is a master of the short story. 
and his his genre, these two genres in which he aces it. One is horror. He he made only one horror movie in his life. It was one third of a movie, and that horror story is written by Ravindranath Tagore. Okay, so and it's an Ravindranath Tagore short story. Which one was this, please? It's called Monihara. Okay. So Monihara is amazing horror, amazing horror, and it's it's amazing because it's written by Ravindranath Tagore. You don't associate as a horror story writer, but he did write a few. And read one, I think, <laughs> and Satyajitri made it. Of course, it was, it was, it, so unfortunately, what happens is that uh, the three daughters, the Tinkonna, when it was internationalized, they actually took out the middle one. They felt that the international audiences wouldn't like horror because there is this because this is again you remember sixties when horror films were considered to be a children of a lesser god. They're considered genre movies. You know, nobody would take somebody seriously if they started making a horror movie. Like if Kurosawa started making a horror movie, or if uh, let's say uh, a Bergman started making a horror movie, they wouldn't be. So they actually took it out. They actually took out what I believe was the best movie in the three. I mean, other movies are very good too. There's a, it's a kind of trilogy of movies, like short stories. There are three. There, there are three short stories written by Ramin Altaikur, by the way. So um, one of them was a horror story, and then and then they took it out. So Satyajitre was very good with horror writing. Um, there was there's a one of his my favorites, a story called Khogum, which is uh, which is a story about this guy who um, basically starts converting into a snake. Um, oh yes, the, where he kills the the yes. holy man snake. Yes, and he starts uh, turning into a snake. I think it's a variation of uh, Parikshit's uh, the. I hope I'm getting the right name right. Um, and then there is this, uh, uh, I think it's Rotan Babu or Shailokta, where this guy who meets his doppelganger. Yes, 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 I remember and, that. Uh, uh, then there is Gobun Choudhury Studio, where... Uh, Which had Amul Palekar in, I think, the in the uh, Doordarshan okay, series. So he, this, is, this is where uh, this guy draws pictures of uh, dead people. Right? Dead people come to him at night. To get their pictures drawn, so he had he had, and of course, the one of the most beautiful short stories I've read is something called Class Friend. Class Friend, Class Friend, a school friend, Class Friend. I think. Um, I think it's not horror; it's just a short story, but it's beautiful. And it's which one was this? Remind me. You'll cry at the end. So this this the story is a uh, the brief of the story is that there is this uh, guy who's who's rich and he's he's rich by Bengali standards, by the way, which is which is poor in English. <laughs> Anyways. A rich in Bengali standard by Satyajitri standards means he has a car. Um, so he has a car, and so one day one of his uh, one of his friends who he he went to school with comes to him, and he looks like disheveled and you know looks like hard, he has fallen on hard times. Basically, to ask him for money, and uh, he you know he he used to he was, he was his best friend, and they're kind of you know you don't see your best friend for years, and then suddenly comes out asking you for money and uh, he says uh, you know he he doesn't i've forgotten what the story but i think he he says something like you know I, it's been a long time that he needs the money for his school children child school fees uh-huh. but, my son is very smart i don't have money to pay school fees i just cannot get him hard for me to take him out of school 
And then when he leaves, another guy comes to him and he says, this guy, I've seen him at the race courses. You know, this guy is like a, you know, he's, this guy is in the state. I know him, he bets on horses. Don't give him the money, you're out of your mind. Um, but he, he's, he tells the guy that he will give the money, I think. Yeah, he'll give the money. It's okay. It's fine. So then his next day when the guy comes to take his money, he opens the door and finds this this uh, boy standing there. And he says, it's, it's the kid. He says, my father's injured and he's sick and he can't come. So he sent me to get the money. So uh, he, he looks at the kid and says, well, okay, but, uh, you know, how are you going to go home? Because he's a small kid and he says, I'll walk. His comb is long. He said, why will you walk? He said, no, all of this money, I can't uh, take it in a bus or something. Somebody will take it away. So I'll walk. He said, are you crazy? No. I said, he said, stop, uh, stay here, have something to eat. Um, I'll drop you home. And then he, the last line is that now he could recognize his class friend. Ah, because of his son. Okay. Yes. I don't remember reading this one though. Oh, it's a beautiful story. My my favorite, of course, was the entire Indigo collection, which is why I mentioned about Twilight Zone because it is kind of in the same. Yes, yes. So Satyajitra definitely had like his short stories are. I think I honestly feel that the Doordarshan version of his short stories were not. It doesn't do full justice uh, to what could have been done because unfortunately those came out. I mean, even though it was called Satyajitra Presents, it was unfortunately directed mostly by his son. Um, and Satyajit Ray was really sick at that point of time. I mean, this was a time when, when casting decisions, Munmun Sen was put in Satyajit Ray presence. I mean, nothing, te- nothing tells me that there is no Satyajit Ray involved when Munmun Sen gets on the stage <laughs> of, uh, of, of, of anything which has Satyajit Ray's name on it. So that's, something's definitely wrong at that point. <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, one good thing it did was at least... Uh, it uh, prompted me to read his uh, writings oh, no, and the, that's how I, I discovered the, him as author. The Peluda casting was terrible. There was there was Shashi Kapoor playing Peluda. Now Shashi Kapoor is a, is, is a good actor. He was a he, but you know when he did when he did Peluda, he was he let's just say he was not in a state to do Peluda. And uh, Bunmun Sen was was inserted into the story. There, by the way, so he's not in. She's this. She's not in the original story. There's actually very few, virtually no female characters in any of Satyajit detective or oh, science fiction yeah. novels. <laughs> it didn't strike me. Yeah. Yes. I've always had this, like when I was reading it, why aren't there any women characters? Like none of the victims is a woman. None of the murderers are women. They're all Mashima types. Like anybody who's cooking and saying, come and there's dinner, there's some, but there's, they're not main characters in any of the stories. There are no None. And this is this is strange coming from somebody who was so beautiful in his depiction of women in his movies. And now that you brought it up, I mean, let me ask you specifically about uh, his writing for kids, which you mentioned that you are you were not a big fan of. Uh, last some, some of his some of his like his detective again. When I read them, I liked them, of course, because I hadn't read anything better at that point of time. Uh-huh. But. You know, over the years, when I revisited them, when I was in college, I revisited them again. Other than this one story called Chinnomastar Ogisha, which was, which was, which was not a great, again, which was 
creepy. It was spooky. Again, when Satyajit Ray gets into the spooky, creepy thing, he's great. But in terms of plotting, you see, I'm comparing him to the other great Bengali detective author, Shorad Hindu, the creator of Bomkesh. And, Bomke- and Shorad Hindu is way superior in terms of the stories that he's saying. The stories, are, you know, his, his detective stories, they're first rate. But Satyajit books, again, are... And some of it possibly happens because Satyajitri had this very, you know, straight-jacketed thing about these are children's books, so there is, should be no whiff of romance. So he took all women characters out. So there should be no women. There should be yeah, exactly. There should be no whiff of romance. So there was never any romance. Romantic angles were absolutely absent. Nobody, nobody killed for romance or for any passion. It was always the will. It was or the stealing of some artifact. Right. So even 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 the plots were not like demented murders, you know, based on there was nothing there. There was and maybe that was one of the reasons I think that he himself constricted himself by limiting himself to certain themes, which I hope that he would have been able to break. It does doesn't mean that you know that young adults can't you cannot you know have some aspect of of romance in a young adult novel. I I, I think that was a little bit too strict. Last year, in fact, my daughter's school, they had put up uh, Guppy Gain as, as a school play, which again led my daughter to uh, uh, read. She read two Feludas last year. The, there was one about a ring and one about a tiger, if I remember. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah the, 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 the ring one is Badshahi Aunty. Oh, yeah, I think it is Badshahi since the ring comes. That's the first Feluda. So, uh, when I say, it's, you, I say all this, uh, the, the titles in uh, Bengali, let me ask you this. Do you read all of these in, in Bengali or have you read these in English? No, I've read, I've always, like, I can't believe that I would read Satyajitra in English. <laughs> I can't. So, okay. <laughs> so you have I, not I read any of the translations, which, because I wanted to ask you. No, how I you... have the translations. My daughter is reading them in English, but I haven't read them. I haven't read them. I can't, I can't comment, but I, I can't, I can't imagine myself opening one of those books and reading it in English. I can't read that. I mean, it's, it has to be read in Bengali. Again, it's not that Satyajitra movies, uh, books will lose a lot, by the way, by translating because he's not, he's not interested in bringing out local idiosyncrasies. He's, he's not up at that level. So most of his books were, you know, his children's books were, you know, about 20% of it was like Wikipedia kind of knowledge where uh, Peluda would say, you know, do you know Lucknow was made by this you know, do you know that this was made? You know, in those days, by the nowadays, people people say, "Well, what the can read Wikipedia?" But in those days, this 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 information was difficult to get. So you know, it was it was an educational thing. And I think the main thing about Satyajitre was that my books are a way of he, for him also. It wasn't I mean, in his defense, it wasn't the story which was the main thing. He wanted children to learn about these things. He wanted children to learn about science. He wanted children to learn about places. And this was a way to get children to read. And it worked it because not uh, that he was making a detective story. A maze, right? Uh, yeah, that 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 is that is Bacha Young. Yeah, and my daughter said, "Okay, she wants to go to Lucknow after reading that." Yeah, so, so this was again, this was again. So every Satyajitre book, you know, he, he he go to some, they go somewhere, and they, then then there's an adventure. So it's it, it it's very tintinish, if I could say. They tin again. I again, as I said, my. The way I evaluate it may be unfair, but I expect them to stand his stories. But they, they, they didn't write them as as, as such too. So in, in his defense, that's also true. 
that he wasn't going for let me write a competition let me write a competitor to bonkish i don't think he was going there i don't think he even wanted to do that okay uh, but it was much loved i mean every everybody everybody every child in my generation would look forward to durga puja when his new when he's new i mean of course in those days this was actually satyahitre i think i heard from some somewhere that again i don't have they get no links to back this up but he actually made more money from his books than from his movies that's actually very good to know his books sold like there was like it was basically every book was like in bengal was like chetan bhagat level sales <laughs> oh yeah i mean everybody everybody had like a copy like mm. every every any person who could read would have one of the copies if if you thought you were getting hate for uh, your other views about <laughs> Ray. no no i'm saying i'm i'm only saying is that that was the that was the level of sales that he had <laughs> nevertheless okay uh, let me ask you this before uh, I, i guess uh, we are uh, uh, i'm not comparing him to chetan bhagat <laughs> i'm glad you put that out so finally uh, but he sold a lot i mean i have i have all his books every book that he's ever written i have some duplicates also for some strange reason but um but yes if i have all the i have all the books everybody i know has all the books and he also used to bring them out in anand bazar there used to be anand bazar there used to be a, a durga puja special volume which was when he would write some of his other short longer stories and they would also come out and this was the pretty much the only thing that i would read in bengali stories that i would read in bengali was what what is satyajit satyajit written that's it and 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 for me so you you coming out with the short stories during uh, durga puja is that kind of like homage to what yes. uh, today yes so in in those days uh, you know in bengali literature uh, in, in 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 when we were growing up durga puja was the time when all the magazines would release their mega bumper issues which would have like the best of of bengali authors writing short stories long stories almost novella length stories there so it was tradition that you know people should have a durga puja story so that's 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 a long tradition in 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 capital the best literature is produced there i mean that's when people have like time to sit at home and read something so makes sense bengal of course is known for it you guys have a literary culture which not too many other states can boast about yes yeah, in reading books was uh, you know again those days honestly there was not a lot of option but you know, people used to freaking read books i mean they say like everybody would read books be, that's what people would do and i uh, growing up i actually read a little less lot less than of bengali books than most of my contemporaries i read mostly english it was because of believe it or not in my house there was a lot of english books so that's how i grew up but actually i i personally didn't read a lot of bengali books other than satyajitre who i have read everything he's ever i have seen everything satyajitre has ever done i have read everything he's written at some point of time i had written read pretty much everything that was written about him. so you can understand what a huge fan i am of it i can talk about him for hours <laughs> i bet so b- before we wrap up let me ask you this uh, what what would be your uh, satyajitre starter pack for for somebody unfamiliar with his work a couple of um, a few movies and a few books or short stories to get somebody started um let's start with the movies i would say the movies you see 
don't start with pothit pachali it's just so if you are a, if you are a, if you have young adults at home if you have children then i would recommend that you start with the peluda movies uh, shonakella and jaibaba pelunat because they are very very good adventures movies again satyajit ray books versus satyajit ray movies the movie is great by the way based on the book um and one of the interesting things is that for the book he wrote it as a mystery for the movie he actually flipped it around he actually ruined the mystery by giving the spoiler almost at the beginning or in the middle actually no at the beginning you very well know what the thing is and he plays it straight as an adventure movie rather than flipping it satyajit ray actually made because satyajit ray had once said that it's very difficult to do a detective movie because at the end the detective sits down and explains everything and that in cinematic terms is a no no when people sit and talk and explain that's that's so uncinematic so it's very difficult to transfer detective stories to film so that's why he he didn't do it so much with he kind of did the same thing with joy baba bhelunath also which was the only peluda sequel he did but with shonake like basically unrolled the story linearly and boy does it work you think that my goodness what's left in this movie what's left in the story but it's amazing <laughs> well, what he could do with that so because he had made uh, tiria khana which is uh, before that it was the first jetty movie he had made it was not based on his novel it was based on shorodindu it was a bonke story and he felt that was his himself it said that's my weakest work because of precisely that the need to explain everything at the end by the way even though this is a satyatri thing So those of you who haven't read the original Chiriya Khana, I strongly recommend that you read it. You know, Shorodindu's novels don't go by what you saw on television. It's very important that if you really write detective stories, you should read Shorodindu novels in English, of course. For, but you know, if you can in Bengali, in Bengali. Uh, but that's some of the best. I mean, it's a pity that Shorodindu wrote in Bengali. If he had written in English, he would have given uh, somebody like Agatha Christie a run for her money. And I say this as Agatha Christie fan. He stands up favorably to her. Yep, I wouldn't say that for many people. So the starter pack. So the starter pack that I would start off with is movies. Is I think one of the most okay. So if you're in young, if if you if you're trying to introduce your kid, I would say start off with uh, with um, Shonakella. uh because you know it's it's fairly fast it's funny it's it's like it's 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 everything that kind of meets the grammar of what people what kids nowadays see and the print is also good it's in color so everything kind of works out um if you are if you are older then i'll start i'll ask you to start off with something which people normally wouldn't ask people to start off with but it's somewhere in the middle of his whole filmmaking career it's a movie called oronne dinnatri which is days and nights in the forest now why i'm saying this is one line summary of days and nights in the forest is what dil what dil chahta hai would be if it was oscar material that's what it is it's it's a movie about four friends who 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 go to the jungle for a for a you know early 20s uh young men very similar premise to dil jata hai um including uh, see it and you'll see that you know that, that there's more than enough similarity between that and this, but it's just light years ahead 
in terms of its complexity. So there are there are, there are four guys who again who can try not to spoil it. But again, it's not the story is not that important. It's just the way he does it. Um, four guys. One of them is like you know very confident, cocky English medium, very very suave guy. You know Bengali James Bond played by Shamitra Chatterjee, one of the most handsome Bengali men ever at his peak. So he looks like he looks like a million bucks. Um, then there is the uh, Shomit Bhanjo, who's this uh, buff bracket by Bengali standards, a guy who is kind of the jock of the group. Um, then there is um, Shubhendu, who's 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 um, the timid guy. Okay, he's a timid guy. He's like the intellectual, very sensitive guy. And then there is the fourth guy. He's the fourth wheel, played brilliantly by Robi Ghosh. Possibly the most, possibly the toughest role to play among all the four. He's a guy who's uh, who's blissfully unaware of all the complexities of life. So he's the really the joker in the pack. So the movie begins with they're asking his friend if he's lost his job. <laughs> they they believe that he's lost his job <laughs> and. He is like he's he is the fun element in 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 this movie, and uh, the only inexplicable element in that movie. It's it's a brilliant movie. It's a it's funny. It's poignant, and it's very very. If you see it, it's very very modern today. Even if you see it now, it's basically one guy meets a woman. He's very popular with women, but he meets a woman played by Sharmila Tagore, who was. who he realizes is better than him he's a guy who's like an mcp inside and he he meets somebody who's this just too intimidated by her awesomeness really that you know she beats him in intellect she beats him in everything then this other guy you know this 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 other guy hooks up with a and this is again one of satyajit's inexplicable casting decisions she hooks up with a tribal girl who is played by believe it or not Simi Garewal in blackface. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and, um, I I have no idea how that I, I have no idea how that casting decision went. I, bizarre. And um, does it work though? Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, she doesn't work at all. Um, Uh, even now with the political sensibilities of all of that even even leaving that aside thinking that okay nobody knew at that point of time but it doesn't work that's the part of it does i mean the story works but she doesn't work in it um i don't know why again i think it was to appeal to a pan indian audience that he did this i don't think that i honestly wouldn't like to think that satyajit ray actually wanted her to do this part because she was totally miscast i mean siri simi grewal and doesn't i mean again the why why and why do you have to what paint her face black and stuff it's just it's just cringe it's just cringe that part um uh, but otherwise it's a very good movie then there's another the, the shy guy uh meets a uh, somebody who's uh, she's a widow and you know even though even though it's the 60s and 70s even in a progressive bengali family the widow is supposed to be like asexualized and in, this is a really amazing scene in which you know he goes to her house so they've gone to the forest and these people kind of are like live in the bungalow and they they like urban people but they you know have gone there for holiday I've forgotten the details I've seen it years ago and he goes and he's just like she's like you know dressed up for him for this guy and she says how do i look and he just kind of like almost like 
flees that place. He just is so overpowered by that that you know he just can't like that's it. He's basically short circuits. So all these guys who are like very macho outside, you think, but you know when they're presented with anything, they're like all whips in different ways. And the other fourth guy played by Robbie Gosh, he, he encounters absolutely nothing. All he cares for is whether he's getting boiled egg or not. That's it. Throughout the movie, that's the thing which he keeps on saying. Where's the boiled egg? He is like a brute. But he's, he's, he's just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant in the role. So if you see that, I, I, I think it's a starter pack because the reason why I ask is, is if you see it and I didn't tell you it was made by Satyajit Ray, you wouldn't believe it was made by Satyajit Ray. It is not the kind of movie which you expect. The, your expectations of Satyajit Ray are all subverted by that movie. So I want people to start off by seeing that, to know that this is not their dad, Satyajit Ray. As he said, it's a very, very modern, very no poverty, nothing. Well, there's a little bit because of Simi Greval, but this poverty is not a theme at all of the movie. So that's one movie that I would recommend that people watch. Um, I would recommend, again, that's an easy watch. If you want to see a difficult watch because of the quality of the movie, but because of the absolutely amazing, and, and I'm, I'm trying to resist giving you the standard Satyajitra movies, is a movie called Porosh Pathar, which was the second movie he made. So Porosh Pathar is a story of a, of a Bengali you know, clerk, lower, lower middle class clerk who you know, comes across a philosopher's stone. So if he touches something to it, it becomes cold. Uh, it's very, very funny. And for that movie, what Satyajit Ray did, and this perhaps comes to Satyajit Ray's casting decisions when he wasn't concerned, this was when he was very young, it was his second movie actually, was he took uh, Tulsi Chakraborty, who was a character actor. So he was, in those days, a character actor was, this is 50s, so character actors were treated like shit. So Satyajit Ray noticed him that he was does this small bit parts in Bengali movies, perhaps like one minute here, two minutes. He says, this guy is an amazing actor. You know, why does he do, why is he doing big parts? So he takes him and he's, he's this guy is like, he's not a young man anymore. He's like 50 or 60 years old at that point of time. His career is almost at an end and he makes him the lead man in this movie. And he's like, what are you crazy? How can I do it? He said, no, I, you have it in you. And what a performance and they actually you know this they made a movie very recently which was about this when Mithun Chakravarti basically play, played this guy Tuthi Chakravarti um, so that was again where they changed names and everything the movie wasn't that great but that was really what that was really the incident that, that the movie was based on so I would recommend you see that again not a popular choice the third movie that I would say again not one of is Nayok. It's also a very, very accessible movie. So in Nayok, it's the only two movies that uh, there was Uttam Kumar. I don't know, Vikram, if you've ever heard of him. But yeah, of Uttam, course. Uttam Kumar was like this, this Shivaji Ganesan or, you know, of, of, you know, in terms of his popularity, in terms of he was like Bengal's only matinee idol. Major. Still is, I guess, the greatest star Bengal's ever produced. So uh, Satyajitri worked with him for only two movies. One was that Chidiakana movie where he was he played Bonkesh. Um, and then there was Nayok. So in Nayok, uh, and again, the reason why Satyajitri didn't act to didn't work more with Uttam Kumar was basically firstly budget, and second was you know the dates, and third I think it's you know he 
intrinsically trusted Shomitra, who was his basically leading man for most of his movies. He's also a great, you know, in his Peluda, he's the guy who plays Peluda actually, but he's he was Opu also. So, um, anyway, so uh, Nayok is a story of uh, you know Uttam Kumar plays a movie star, plays, essentially plays himself, um, but he's a movie star who's going on a downturn. Like his last three movies have flopped, but he's still like a major you know movie star. So he's going on a train, and those those movie stars used to travel in trains, and then uh, Sharmila Tagore. Uh, who was also a favorite of Ray, by the way. It was a very, very, you know, she had, her first appearance is in um, Opu Shongshan. So both Aparna Sen and uh, uh, both b- both of them made their debuts in Satyajitre movies. Anyways, and then, then they all fell, fell out with Satyajitre at one point of time. And then after he died, they were all like, okay, but that's another story for another day. Anyway, so um, they fell out because they were not cast in, in they, they wanted to be cast in this role and that role and, Satyajitre being himself, of course. Um, I, I remember, by the way, um, uh, I think it was it was not Ornet Dinratri, but in one of the later movies, I think uh, Shima Baddha, that uh, Sharmila Tagore like kept her uh, hairstyle in a huge bun, like, like it looked bizarre in those days. And uh, apparently, Satyajitre wanted her to not have that hairstyle, but she said, "No, this is it. I am going to do it like this, or I am not doing the movie." And Satyajit was such a big fan that he actually said, okay, fine, you do that. I think I read, I saw an interview with, I think, Saif, who was saying that I saw that movie and I asked my mother, why do you have this hairstyle in this movie? <laughs> why? <laughs> and she said, I, I felt it was a good idea then, now I regret it too. So, <laughs> so um, but, 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 but 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 the thing is coming back to it. So, so this is, so he's a, he's a famous movie star and uh, Shramla Tagore is a, is a reporter in a, in one of the glossies who's looking for a scoop. So since she's traveling in the train and there is, she kind of imposes herself on him to get an interview. He's like very reluctant to give an interview. He doesn't. So but he, he, he's in a train, like, so he can't escape. So he, she tries starts, she starts the interview and then he's, he's been drinking. So then he starts pouring his heart out, you know, as to the kind of, it's, it's just a beautiful, brilliant movie. And, uh, Later on, uh, Satyajitre said that I've seen many of my movies and I see them again and I feel, you know, this guy could have done a better thing here or that better thing here. But when I watch that, when I watch Nayok and I watch Uttam Kumar's performance, it's perfect. And I've seen it so many times. It's not one single thing I would change. He was just brilliant. And he plays this, this tremendously, you know, very arrogant you know, very arrogant, which which is his outer shell. And when you when you scrape a little bit, you see how sensitive and how insecure and how conflicted and guilty he is for all the times that he had to sacrifice who he was in order to make it where he is today. It's a brilliant, brilliant movie. And again, it's it, it's it's a classic Satyajitre movie. The classic Satyajitre movie is a movie that's entertaining. Okay. When you come out, Satyajitra's thing is, you're not going in to watch a movie just because, hey, this is a good movie and I should watch it. And if I don't understand it, then I am the idiot. This is what I used to call the Empress New Clothes Syndrome. So if you don't understand this work of art, then you're the, then you're the stupid guy, not the guy who made it. Okay. This is a way in which many people are guilted into appreciating things that they don't actually like. Because they're afraid that if they say that I don't like it, then people will think that you're stupid. So 
the thing about satyajitri movies is there is no emperor's new clothes effect um, satyajitri movies are inherently entertaining and i understand we started off with pothri patil in these things these are not entertaining movies in that sense actually um opur shongchar which is the third part of the movie is actually more entertaining it is a more conventional entertainer the first two movies are difficult to get into okay it's not i wouldn't call them entertaining and unfortunately that's where and even some people then watch um uh, charulota and even charulota isn't that entertaining it's a brilliant movie but and and then people see it and said okay i'm done with satyajitre but they, 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 these two these may be the most famous satyajitre movies but they're hardly the typical satyajitre movies the typical satyajitre movie is goddamn ex- interesting exciting funny there's always something going on there are no long shots of people having tea and looking and staring into each other's eyes there's nothing of that in satyajitre it's very very there's no camera tricks there's no split screen there's nothing there's no things shifting to dark it's very very plain linear people talking nice dialogues unless the 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 unless they're being translated wrongly in english very smart dialogues they're fun and really really entertaining and that's the thing about that's again one of the things that connects him to rabindranath tagore rabindranath tagore also many people think is like oh rabindranath tagore himself said that the requested that please don't make any of the stuff that i have written ever into textbooks please don't force people to read this this is the sure sign that people will stop reading what i wrote and that's exactly what the west bengal government did and that's exactly what happened that people stopped reading the rabindranath tagore because they made his stuff into textbook people had terrible memories of him and that's exactly because he himself was somebody who detested this that he said don't do that and they did it and that's what happened so satyajit three things is you know to see these three movies and they're not by the way do you know do you know about charulata vikram of course yeah i've heard of it but i've not seen it do you know whose story it is no so charulata is a story written by rabindranath tagore um it, it's a story is titled nostonir which is broken home and it is based apparently allegedly on uh, so charulata is a story of this charulata who's the titular character who uh, falls in love with uh, the brother or cousin of her husband again this is like no love as in there's no physical anything no intimacy well, there's one scene where she kind of dashes on his chest and cries but other than that there's no intimacy or anything so if you're expecting like anything like that no it's all like smoldering looks and and, and stuff but um this was actually based allegedly based on rabindranath tagore's own relationship with his brother's wife um oh. so this was like a scandalous it, for the day a uh, scandalous story which was then made by satyajit ray um and you know it's of course it's a, it's it's a brilliant study of of i won't say an extramarital relationship because it's it's straight stating too much but you know neglect emotional neglect um and camera shots i would say um it's 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 really when you know some movies are people writing dialogues and then you know writes a strong script they get into movies and, and but this one the story is through pictures so if you translate if you try to make if you read the script for instance you will possibly lose about 90% of the movie it's all about the shots 
it's all about where the camera is framed. There's this very famous scene in which Charulata is swinging on a swing, and uh, oh, I can't remember the name of uh, the character that Shomitra played. My goodness, is writing, and she's just observing him through a binocular, the stylish binoculars of the of the 18th century, 19th century, and it just goes on and goes on. You think, well, what? But it's beautiful, and she's singing. And an added bonus is it has Kishore Kumar singing Ravindra Sangeet. It's one of my favorite renditions of Ravindra Tagore. You know, that, that song which Kishore Kumar sings, Amitini Gochini Tomar. It's beautifully sung in, with no accompaniment, nothing. It's simple doing the background. By the way, Satyitre um, did the background music for most of his movies. Not, not, the, not the Oppo trilogy. Uh, that was done by Ravi Shankar. But pretty much everything after that. Uh, no, not 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 Jolshagor also because Jolshagor was done by a lot of. Uh, but I think about two third of his film career, every all the music and everything was done by Satyajit. So all the script, uh, the, the, the everything, direction, artwork, uh, publicity, our stills, everything was done by Satyajit. This is one one man to do everything except act, and even that he, according to some, he would act also. Pretty much people would be like robotically following his arm movements. That's exactly how he used to make most people work with some exceptions. Some people he trusted to do their own stuff. So what I'm going to do, uh, Arnab, is if you can send me the names of these uh, movies, uh, we are going to have links to them in the show notes. So people should be able to watch it wherever it's available. Okay. Uh, let's do that. And is, is that our podcast for today? It is. I think, yeah, uh, now our podcast can safely be categorized probably in the green zone now. We've avoided talking about COVID for what, three weeks now? Or Yes, yes, we have been, we have been, we have been socially isolating ourselves from the topic itself. Yes, so yeah, we are in the green zone now and let's hope it stays that way unless uh, there's a miraculous cure or some good news that we can talk about related to that next week. Let me also remind you of Arnab's Patreon account, which is a great way to encourage him. And uh, that's patreon.com slash great bong. And uh, let me also plug our other podcasts, Binge On and WhatsApp Geeks. So they are available wherever this podcast is. And uh, that's pretty much it. And until next time, stay safe. Stay safe.